The Runner's Diary podcast with Brian and Damien. News results and interviews from the Cork running scene and beyond. Welcome to The Runner's Diary, episode 21. I'm Brian. And I'm Damien. On this week's show, we will have all of last week's results. Fixtures for the next four weeks. Strava leaderboard. Latest news. And of course, our big interview with Jared Regan. That's all to come on this week's episode of The Runner's Diary podcast. Okay, great to be back for another week. Um, I'm going to start off this week. So last week we had um, a bit of a chat, I suppose, about the, the goings-on at the Dublin Marathon. And I want to play a piece from last week's show, if viewers or listeners don't mind. And uh, you don't know too much about this, Damien, yet, but uh, let's just listen for a second, maybe. Have you ever cheated in a race? Or maybe took it a shortcut or anything like that? Never in my life would I... Ever no, that's that's even enough already. So not long after last week's show, I got contacted by someone who wanted to correct that comment. Um, and I don't know if you might know what we're talking about here or if you have anything to say. Um, I can see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sweating here because I haven't a clue. <laughs> now, um, I got contacted by someone who um, felt cheated, maybe so more so by your efforts in a certain race. Um, so um, I believe you took part in a race that involved um, a bit of uh, running and kayaking and a few different events. Ah, yes. I, I, do, all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, so, all right. You can take it from there. I'll take it from here. I'm going to take a guess that that was a certain Jonathan who sent you that message. Is what I'm going to take a guess at. You can just give me a thumbs up or a... You know, yeah, that was clear. I'll take that as a yes. So, myself and Jonathan, at one stage, went to do, we were doing adventure racing for a small bit. And, you know, I was grand at the running, grand at the cycling, but I could not handle the kayaking. So, I would get onto the boat and my all my, my whole legs would just cramp up. So, one day I was on the boat with Jonathan and Jonathan had to do every single bit of kayaking the whole way. I mean, now I, I look, my legs were seized up. There's nothing I can do. But the minute I got over the boat, I found my legs and I just legged it. <laughs> so. And I think that's the part that annoyed him more. He, as I said, he felt cheated that you left him for dead. Uh, so he did all the rowing and you just left him for dead on the on the spot there when you got to the running section. So yeah. So look, but, yeah, I don't class that. As, I wouldn't class it as cheating. All right. I would class it as gamesmanship <laughs> okay okay maybe we might let you off but uh yeah one for the, one to be recorded anyone to let the people know so look i I, not say, look, I i apologize to jonathan for that one i did make him do all the work but he is you know he's used to carrying me anyway so it's all right okay okay uh other major story this week um i don't know if you saw about this guy in China, Uncle Chen, I think he's called. Um, I've seen it breaking over a number of channels this week now. Um, so this guy runs marathons, chain smoking, um, and he did so uh, just over a week ago now uh, and still managed to run a three-hour, 28-minute marathon. Uh, so that's some going. He finished 574 out of 1,500 runners. Uncle Chen is the name. Uh, some, some achievement, because I can tell you this much now. <laughs> 
if I was to have a wine cigarette, you know, I wouldn't be able to run for about four years. My lungs would be cough- coughing up on them. So, you know, fair play to him. So that's him yeah. going. Uh, the other big thing this week, I suppose, we, as we, people will hear after, we had a good interview there with Jared Regan. There's a great insight into his running and his uh, relationship with Sonia and some other things there. Uh, we had a great chat on the other evening. But um, as you may know, at this stage, we've launched a singlet challenge. So we already have a number of clubs who've sent us in their singlets. Um, and Jared's, uh, I suppose, mission is to try and get as many singlets as he can. But myself and Damon spoke a bit during the week and we want to turn this into a bit of a kind of um, a fundraiser for some local charity. And we, and again, that's part, very much part of what we want to do. We want to give back to the running community, but we want to give back to local Cork charities as well. So we came up with the idea to have a bit of a get together. Um, I suppose we'll announce the date at some stage over the coming few days. Yeah, so look, I was kind of looking at the moment, it is looking like it's going to be the 4th of December. Um, so time-wise will be confirmed, but it is looking like the 4th. No, it will be early in the morning. So we'll just make that known that for people who are going to the All-Irelands down in Connor, you know, we'll be meeting early and drop off and you can head straight down after it. Um, look, it's the only time that suits all of us. So, you know, unfortunately, you know, it does clash on the same day as the All-Ireland, but we will be done early enough for people to head down there after it as well. So... I think it should be just a great day out, an opportunity for everyone just to have a chat, meet up, you know, meet Brian, see how old he is in real life, uh-huh. you know. Um, so come out. We'll have a donation box there. We're going to have a small raffle as well, which, you know, we're going to have spot prizes and we're going to sell kind of like raffle tickets, you know, and that you know, it you know, again all every single penny that will be raised is going to go straight to Cork Penny Dinners. Yeah, and look, we'll put an event out there on our social media pages so people will have the full details. Whether you just want to show up for a cup of coffee, whether you want to run or walk a mile, or whether you want to get a build your run around the time, great. Um, and look, the more the merrier. Spread the word. If people want to just come for a walk or whatever, we'll just meet up for a casual social cup of coffee. And I think it's a good thing. Um, I think it's a good thing for the running community as well, just to get together. Um, so look more on that in the coming days. Yeah, and just to note, actually, Brian keeps on saying the word just coffee. It is a run and coffee. Okay, so there is a run involved in this as well. It's not just coffee. Run or walk. We'll move on to um, results. 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 Yeah, so look, we'll kick it off with the park runs. Um, so the first one, uh, we're going to go to Ballincollig. There was 202 participants in Ballincollig. Um, first home there was... Uh, from Toker AC Club, Colin Lynch, in a time of 17.58, and first female home, Carmel Crowley, in a time of 19.50. And then to Chamore Valley Park, there was 170 runners in attendance. Um, so the big, I think this was the big park run of the whole weekend, um, with the winner being Tommy Connolly from Leeville, in an unbelievable time of 15.28 is the official time. Um, he smashed the course record by 30 seconds and just I know we usually don't mention second but I mentioned Charlie Gaffney who from Leeville also finished second and also broke the course record in that so well done to the two lads there unbelievable running by the two of them uh, the fee- uh, first female home was Saoirse Daly um, in a time of 2050 
to the Glen River next. He was on our show last week and he must have got inspired by that because Willie Walsh was first home there um, from Carganavar in a time of 1904. And first female home, Sally Al Lynch in a time of 2156. There was actually 56 to, in attendance there as well, sorry. Yeah, uh, to Mallow, there was um, 45 in attendance there. And the winner there is a, a, a man we both known very well to two of us. Um, a man who's just back from a, a long vacation from four weeks in, where was he again? In Bali or Bali or whatever one of these ones. Uh, so great running by Tygo Sullivan from Buane Three Blazers in 1712. And uh, ladies was won by Eileen O'Keefe in 2055. Go to y'all next. There were 62 in attendance in y'all. Uh, first home there was Cody Coughlin or Colin, depending whether you're from the city or the county. Uh, in a time of 2059, and Stephanie Isley was first lady home in 2424. And then to McCroom next, where there was 45 in attendance, the first male home was Connor Lucy in 1816, and the first female home was Noreen Stewart in 2229. Clannock next, 38 in attendance in Clannock uh, Michael O'Shea was first home in 1908, and Susan Steele in a time of 2522. Uh, Glengariff Woods, where 82 was in attendance, so a big number in Glengariff this weekend, uh, with the winner being Matthew Boyle in 1857, and the first female home was Neave Casey in 2337. Bear Island, there was 32 in attendance in Bear Island. Uh, Mark Murphy was first over there in 1910, and our favourite person from West Cork, Michaela Murphy, first lady home again this week in a time of 2304. And lastly, in Castlehaven, there were 16 runners altogether. In the males, it was Florence Fitzgerald in 22.18. And the first female home was Siobhan Ryan in 29.59. And there's a total of 748 participants in the park run this weekend. And for the first time in a good few weeks, full attendance, as in, you know, full attendance from all the park runs for races. So well done to everybody. Yeah, certainly well done. I mean, a very busy weekend of racing, so there are fairly healthy numbers there. Uh, we go to the Sunday next, and again, extremely busy day on Sunday. Kicked off, first of all, by the Clown Commons 4K race. It's the first of a series of races, and uh, there was a healthy 293 in attendance. Um, first home there from Leeville AC was Aidan Noon. Uh, second from Middleton AC, Tony Forrestal. And third home uh, from Yall AC was Keith Kelly. In the female event, it was Vicky Spiteri from Middleton AC, was first home. Annalise Hutch from East Cork second, and Eileen Leahy from Middleton AC third. In the Cork Mental Health 5K business house race, there was a total of 232 runners in that, um, in what was a great morning. And, you know, we had one of our hosts down in attendance this week, and rumour has it, a new 5K PB. But um, we'll come, well, again, we're going to come to that. Brian, do you want to... Quick well, word on it. I feel I kind of have to explain myself there as well because it's 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 probably an official five k PB. I have a a virtual of virtual PB now at this stage. Doesn't uh, count. Doesn't count exactly. I don't count that. I have the course last week, which was measure short. So I think I'm going to have to take this one as my official time as a PB. Okay, we're going we're, we're, we're going to come back to you later on again, <laughs> all right? So because we need a bit more information on that. So. The men's was won by is it Joe Kokeman 
1542, who had, he was actually an unofficial, unattached. Um, in second was John Mead from the Department of Education in 1544. And in third was Eric Kern from Merrick in 1546. So an absolutely brilliant race there between the three of them. Fantastic finish. Uh, so well done to the lads. In the females, Hannah Steeds was the first lady home in 1711 from Eli Lilly. Carl Finn was second in 1808 from Carl Finn Physical Therapy. And in third was... Ave Moynihan, yeah. Ave Moynihan in 1832 from Complete Financial. So well done to the ladies there. Great racing by everybody. Yeah, great morning down there. Um, next up, we go to Skibbereen. Uh, so there was two distances to Skibbereen, a, a five-miler and a 10-miler. Uh, there was 84 in attendance at the five-mile event. Uh, first home there was Killian Lynch in a time of 27.10 from West Limerick AC. Fergus Nugent from Eagle AC was second in a time of 27.47. And Darren Mulcahy from St. Finbar's AC in a time of 28.21. In the ladies' event, uh, Jean Lucy, 32.19 from McCroom, Orla Hayes, 34.26 from Leeville, and Ellen McCarthy from Skibbereen in a time of 35.46. And in the 10-miler, you had 72 runners altogether. Um, in the men's, there was Danny Mullins in 56.04 from Bantry. Uh, Justin Ryan was second in 56.48 from Tried and Tested Tray Club. And in third was John Collins from 57.06 from Cork Track Club. And then in the females was Clara Ryan uh, in a time of 104.49 from St. Finbar's. Nolig O'Neill in the time of 105.16 from Leeville, who's obviously a future guest of ours. And then Linda O'Connor in the time of 106.13 from Forest Hill. So very close races there again. And then we obviously had the cross country um, today, which looked like in Donegal, like a spectacular setting. Um, I've watched a few clips back on this and it just looked breathtaking up there. Um, Brilliant to see the actual coverage as well. Did you see any of it, Brian? Yeah, I actually had a, one of the teammates up there today um, and he sent on a few videos there and things. It looked like a scene out of, I don't know, some old Irish movie or something like that or a postcard scene because the setting was, as you said, was absolutely incredible. Um, saw small bits, didn't see too much, but uh, looked like a great day out across all ages. So well done to everybody behind yeah. the scenes, I suppose, and well done to everybody who took part. Yeah, so some then there was some fantastic racing from Cork from for some Cork um lads and girls as well. Uh, I do have a few results here at the moment. So again, if we've missed anything, just send it in to us, let us know. Um under 12 girls, um Nelly Bateman from Belgooley AC came away with an unbelievable impressive first place in an all Ireland's. Um, fantastic running, well done with Nelly, great, great to see that and then it's great for Middleton AC as well to come away with a third place overall um, in the team event um, combining with 161 score for that um, and Cork got bronze as well overall in that event in the under 12 boys uh, Kenneth O'Connell from St. Catherine's AC with a very impressive second place so well done to Kenneth, great running there. And he took away as well. He was part of the car team who was first overall for the under-12 boys as well in 93rd. Yeah, in the under-14 girls, again, some impressive running here. Uh, Freya Bateman from Belgooli AC was third overall. And again, the under-14 girls team, impressive once again with a first-place finish there. 
Um, similarly, in the under-14 boys, second place finish for Luke Merrigan uh, from Leeville AC. And yet again, the boys took first place there. So outstanding running there, under-14 girls and under-14 boys. And the under-16s, boys and girls, um, the Cork team in both of them took away bronze medals in both of them events. So well done to everybody in them teams. Congratulations. Yeah, in the senior and under-23 women's, uh, it was a second-place finish there for Cork again, so well done to everybody there. And uh, in first place overall there, we just call out the actual uh, winners of or the first three in the women's event. You had Sarah Healy from UCD was first overall, followed by Kieran McGeegan from City of Lisburn. And in third place, uh, Cork woman again from Leave LAC uh, in a time of 27-25. So there was actually only... 20 seconds there between first and third. So good running there and well done to Michelle Finn there. Leave it AC. Yeah, it's great racing again. And then in uh, the men's, um, a fantastic and unbelievable win by Darren McAnally um, from UCD. But obviously, as we all know, uh, very much a Corkman. A fantastic race with Hiko um, as well from Dundrum South Dublin AC, who was in second, only a short four seconds behind. And then Peter Lynch from Kilkenny City Harriers, who was only another three seconds behind that um, as well. So an unbelievable sprint there with Dara taking really kind of, you know, from about 600 metres out taking the sprint. So fantastic racing. And then a very proud day for East Cork AC, who took silver overall in the team event. Um, so well done to the four lads in that team. Some fantastic running and, you know, really great day for Cork running altogether. Yeah, sounds like an absolutely incredible day. And I know people sent in more results to us of people who did extremely well and, and finished high up the placings. There were so many that we just couldn't call out everybody. So we've tried to call out those that uh, I suppose finished up in the top trees and team events. But really well done to so many Cork athletes and so many Cork clubs um, on a great day out there. So uh no, great stuff and keep it going. Fixtures for the next few weeks start on Saturday, November the 26th with a big event for the weekend, really, with a 9am start. The Clannacilty Waterfront um, Half Marathon, Marathon and 10k. So always a very big event down that neck of the woods. Um, so, you know, hopefully everyone is getting ready with their taper and, and in getting ready for a great weekend. Sunday we go next to so Sunday November 27th at 11.30am at uh, the Great Glenville Four Miler and that's hosted by the Watergrass Hill AC Club and you know it's one I've attended in over the last couple of years I'm hoping to be there again next Sunday uh, a great show put on by the Watergrass Hill team there so looking forward to that one next week and also Sunday so the 4th of December is the big one really which is the National Jubilee Under Uneven Age and Novice Cross Country Championships in Connor, um, for held by St. Catherine's so as again we've had this on a few times and as you know it's a really great event um, so best luck to everyone who qualified for that and who's going to be running on the day Yeah Sunday the 4th of December also at 9.30am in Kinsale. We have the Kinsale Tri Club Santa Dash and that's a distance of 5k. So a bit of fun there at St. Kinsale on the 4th of December. And then Saturday, December the 10th, you have some nice Imra races coming on. Um, so you did a Glanaginty, is it? Am I right in saying that? Glanaginty. So they have a marathon, half marathon and and 10k. So the marathon starting at 8.30, the half marathon is starting at 10am and then the 10k is starting at 11.30am and they're all in Kerry. 
Next up on the 11th of December, it's the last, I think, of the Cork BHA races this year. It's on at 11 o'clock 11 o'clock in the morning. It's the Simon 5K run, so for charity. And um, the venue there is start, starting point is the Black Rock Hurling Club. And again, I think that's a great event every year. There's a lot of fun. People dress up in fancy dress costumes and things like that for, for Santa and Christmas. And it's all for good charity, as we say, for the Simon community. Yeah, and also on Sunday the 11th, you, of course, have the second Klein Commons 4K race at 9.30 a.m. start. So this is the second of the five races. So, you know, if you've done the first one, make sure you make the second one. If you haven't done the first one, make sure you make the second one. Yeah, heading further north on the same day. And again, this is a, I know this is a race that a lot of people target at the end of the year. It's a, it's a great race. Uh, the Newmarket 5K always attracts a big crowd. Uh, so that's on Sunday, December the 11th. At 2 p.m. in uh, Horse Club, there is do Halloway C, and that's in Newmarket. So the Newmarket 5K, and again, it's on at 2 p.m. So for those feeling enthusiastic, uh, you could possibly attend two races on that day. You could actually possibly attend three races that day. Three races, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, then also on Sunday, the 11th of December at 11.30, you have the Munster Masters and Juvenile Relay, which is an, on a clear venue, which is still to be decided. We'll move to the Strava leaderboard next. Um, so looking back on the Strava leaderboard, so we're going to just look at the mileage again this week. So uh, topping the mileage for this week was Aoife Cook with over 100 miles, 101.6 miles, followed closely behind by John McHugh with a 101.1. And next up uh, was Donald Coakley with 89 miles. And obviously for the ladies, Aoife uh, led the way there and um, would have again 101 miles followed by um, Colette O'Donoghue from Watergrass Hill with 42.7 uh, and Dawn Walsh from Wing Trailblazers with 42.2 and as we say every week it's just a bit of fun but it's nice to acknowledge people who are putting in that bit extra so well done to everybody there in our Strava leaderboard and if anyone else wants to join the leaderboard we're on Strava under the Runner's Diary Cork page so give us a shout out there. News time. Right. So I'm going to start with, I don't know if you if you have much interest in, an, in the American cross-country scene, Brian, as you don't have much interest in the Irish cross-country scene. <laughs> um, no, but I'll, leave this, I'll leave this one to you. Over the weekend was the really the big one, which is the NCAAs, the, the cross-country for the colleges, which is a massive event. And... Um, like I knew Michal Power who was on it and you know I've spoken to Michal before and I've spoken to Evan Byrne before about it and you know it's just an event of different classes just oh, to set up for it the whole lot of it um, so there was a few very big Irish performances um, in the men's and the, and the ladies um, you had Brian Fay who was the first Irishman home and 13th overall which is a phenomenal performance Um then you had, like, in fairness, you had a good few names in between that, but the first Cork man was Charlie O'Donovan home, who was 130th. And Michal Power, who's a Waterford man, but pretty much an adopted Cork man as he's been in college for years here and worked with myself, and he had an incredible run in the 60th position overall. Now, just to bear in mind this, Brian, all right? Mm-hmm. It's a 10K race. All right, no, it's it's ter- it's on it's cross-country. I use that term loosely because it's, it's a lot of it is on, you know, you know, Golf courses. Uh, golf courses, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But to run 30 minutes, all right, if you ran 29.59, you would have finished 75th overall. Okay. 
So that's the standard you're putting up with. Like Charles Higgs, who actually was over in Dublin last year for the cross country, he won it in a time of 28.43. And then we moved to the women's NCAA, which um, we had unbelievable performances from Jane Buckley, who finished 48 overall. So Jane is abandoned native so you know unbelievable running by Jane and of course then you had Sophie O'Sullivan for 73rd place overall Um, so Sophie is obviously another Cork woman with you know her mother being quite good at running as well (laughs) Um, so some fantastic running there and Brian again this is another one for you like you know to run under 21 minutes if you ran again 20 you know, 59, you would have finished 158. Incredible, yeah. Incredible. The standard is just something else in it, and it is unbelievable. So well done to everyone who took part in that. But it's, it's a great watch it on YouTube. It's actually brilliant to watch it. It is fantastic. Now, the other news of the, the week, Brian, mm-hmm. your race. Let's talk about it. Come on, I want to hear about it. Uh, it's not much. As I said, look, I'm just working my way back again. Small, but more mileage done this week. Uh, got out three times this week, was it, or four times this week compared to once last week. But yeah, look, I'm just going to try and get out to more races for the rest of the year. Turned up this morning at the BHA 5K. Great morning. It was chilly in the morning, but it turned out to be perfect conditions for running. Great to see so many familiar faces there. Uh, Mary Sweeney and so on again. Jerry Ford, who we are going to have coming up on the uh, show next week. Um, so again, great to see Jerry out there. And again, many, many runners that we know. So, you know, missed that for a while. Uh, look, great morning for race. Good course overall. Um, reasonably flat, a couple of pulls in it here and there. Probably the biggest factor, there was a bit of a wind there. There was a bit of a headwind that you got um, from, let's say, from 2K, roughly 2K onwards. Uh, for those that know the industrial state in Eastgate, when you're kind of heading away towards the end of the estate there, there was a nice headwind. You loop back around, a bit of a pull into the last K, back out of the industrial estate. But the finish was a bit challenging, I would have thought, because of the headwind. Mm. Uh, but look, great morning again for running. Uh, good good numbers in attendance. Um, and all went off well. So well done again to everybody involved there. And give me your official time. What's your official PB now? Uh, I think it was 18.28. So we'll, we'll put a line in the sand now. It's 18.28. 18.28. We'll, we'll have another few cuts off that before the air is out. Exactly, and plenty of races to do that. No, it's great racing. It's funny it's though. Short. Sorry, just to jump back in again. It's funny though because obviously the endurance is there, but the sharpness wasn't after taking like I, I did feel it in the end. But I, I do think you no, know, knock along again now, and I'll take some time off that. I, I I'm, I'm sure I will. You know, I, I, I look. I know it, but I, I, I would think, you know, another year, and I can guarantee you'll be under eighteen minutes. I hope to do that a bit sooner than that. <laughs> you know, within look, you know, you'll be sixty-five. You know, yeah, over sixty-five. In the next year, so. <laughs> I missed Under out. I missed out on the age category today. I think by one or maybe two. Damn you, Alfie Davies. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's actually—it's gas. You say that I—I made my way into town today, and I was going along by Silver Springs. And next second, there's Alfie Davis cycling home with Toby. Two of them on their bikes. Yeah. Two of them yeah. on their bikes flaking around, and I just started saying, "I was like, oh, there's a the two lads have finished the race and heading back. Fair play to the, from obviously cycling there and cycling back." I actually think that's my problem, so because now that I think that I was fifth in my age category, and the two ahead of me were 
Toby and Alfie. Toby, it's, there you so go. I need, no, I need it's, a cycle. I need a cycle, cycle for my next race. Cycle for me. <laughs> yeah. um, so, look, we, you know, we said already. You know, I'll just say it again there because we're we're going to have we're going to have a chat with Charlotte in a minute. Um, I just think fourth of December. You know, try to make it out. If you any club out there who is singlet and we say large, extra large, you know, bring it along with you. I'll say this, it does not have to be brand new. You know, it can be, once it's in good nick, you know, and washed, it's perfect. Because look, the plan for Jared with these is that he wants to run them in park runs and the races and, you know, get, you know, pictures and stuff like that. So it's a way of getting the club's name out there as well. So I think it's a great uh, opportunity for clubs to get their, their singlets noticed. More importantly, I think it's a great way to raise money for Cork Penny Dinners. And this is something we have going forward, you know, we're looking, you know, we're going to push a bit more. Um, I'm going to say straight off here, I want, you know, on a slightly different note, I think we've two people to thank ourselves, Brian, who put a lot of work in with us in the last couple of weeks and with exciting things coming up. Um, I want to thank Rory O'Hagan, who is doing a, a bit of work with us at the moment, you know, and Ferris and Rory has given us an awful lot of time and I want to say a big thank you to him for that. And someone who taken the piss out of me earlier, but I'll say thanks to him, uh, to my brother Jonathan as well. He's doing a lot of work with us as well on a, on a different um, matter. But I think, Brian, you'll agree, we have to, you know, we owe it to two of them an awful lot at the moment. Definitely, yeah. Um, look, as I think you know and I know, and we will announce this over the next couple of weeks, there's some extremely exciting things that we, we spent a lot of time this week, actually. Um, you know, we we didn't want this to take over our lives, but we certainly put a lot of time in this week with Rory. And uh, Jonathan is doing a bit of work for us, as you say. Uh, so the brotherly love is strong between yourself and Jonathan again. <laughs> and uh, Rory is making us actually sound quite good, I think. Better than we were anyway. So we're getting there. We're getting there. Well, we're working on it. And you're going to see over the next week or two, there's going to be little things, you know, added to the show that, you know, was just going to make it a little bit smoother. And again, everyone must realise, you know, this is something we started as a pure and utter hobby and it's still a, a hobby. And, you know, we did not invest money in, into this at the start because we didn't know would it last one episode or would it last 150 episodes. So, look, it's get, it's going well for us. We want to put it back, a bit more back into the show now. Um, and the lads, in fairness to them, are giving us a big help with this. So, you know, you're going to see big changes over the next few weeks. And you know, I think we will be we will be announcing them in the next couple of weeks, kind of especially the main one that's coming up. Yeah. Um. Once we have that, you know, finalised, which will happen by the end of this week. So you know, thanks for everybody for listening to us with the poor sound quality, but that's going to change over the next few weeks. So, you know, that's at least that's a bit of exciting news coming up. So yeah. with that, I think we'll head over straight over to our interview with. Which Jared is it's a very good interview. I really enjoyed it actually. It was good fun. He's is it was a good bit of banter. Um and he gave us plenty of, he gave us enough of his time. You know, we it you know, you will see he had to dash because it was getting quite late. <laughs> so um you know, it was a good interview. So I think we'll head straight over to Jared there. Delighted to welcome to this week's episode, Jared Regan. Um Jared, I looked up your profile and tried to study up a bit about you, and you're described as a London-based Irish comedian and podcaster. But what I liked about most is, uh, you know, you have your own Wikipedia page. We, we long for those days when we'll have our own Wikipedia page. But it said you're recognised as the leader 
of the new generation of talented comics emerging from Ireland. That's quite a title. <laughs> the leader. Oh yeah, sure. We I got voted in there. Sure, there was a big election. Did you not hear about it? I mean, that's the thing about Wikipedia. Don't believe everything you read. Uh, yes. I don't know how that got there, but it's there anyway. <laughs> sure, I'm, I'm it's sure not Wikipedia. It must be true. It must be true. I, I actually didn't look up Damon Kennedy's name yet, but I'm sure that's up there too. And probably not aligns with it as well. But uh, no, like I mean, Jared, you, you know, again, huge following on YouTube, huge following on your your well-known podcast, the Irish the Irish Runner Abroad, and all these spin-offs that you have about it. So great to have you on the show. And again, you've a long, you've a bit of a running background, and of course, strong links with Sonia as well. So absolutely, huge, huge interest in you. When we announced that you were coming on, there was great feedback as well. So good to delighted have to be here, lads. Thank you for having me. And may I add, um, honorary Eagle AC member as well, you know, can I, can I just get that in there as well? <laughs> yeah, I got sent the Eagle uh, singlet in the post. Uh, Ian O'Brien sent it up to me. And uh, lads, it has to be said before we go any further, is it the most beautiful singlet in Ireland? It might be. I mean, it's well, so elegant. It is, it is definitely up there. Unfortunately, um, Carrick Navarro, who was on our last show, they did um, the best singlet in Ireland competition a few months ago, and Kilkenny won it, but I, I disagree, but I think Eagle is definitely up there, I think, with it. <laughs> yeah, they probably fixed the vote. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the Roy Keane Bridge at Wembley. They just got all their grannies to ring in. But uh, yeah, look, I... I um, I got sent that and uh, really, really kind. But that also then resulted in Sonia's club uh, giving me one of theirs to kind of claim me back. But I actually, <laughs> look, I've collected singlets all my life, basketball singlets mainly. And, you know, I've a cupboard full of these things. And I thought, how cool would it be to get one from every club in the country? Uh, just like it's the whole thing about Irishmen running abroad, my podcast is about the community. That's really the center of the whole thing. Sonia is kind of the queen of Irish athletics. Bringing people together while we were apart was the whole idea. And now that we're back together, I'm kind of home now doing the rounds a little bit, trying to go to as many park runs in the country and do as many races as possible. So on that note, Charlotte, I guess I better send you one of our club singlets at some stage. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly what I was angling for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's UCR yeah. one. I think R1 trumps a lot of them, being honest with yeah. you. But anyway, I'm biased, of course. Um, but yeah, as Damon said, we might start off with a bit of fun and a bit of quick fire questions. Okay. So I'll go first question. So um, again, these are rapid fire ones. So flat, course or hilly? Oh, flat all the way. <laughs> Uh, alpha fly, vapor flies, or standard shoe as we call it now. <laughs> I think I'm a vapor fly guy, but I'm actually heading to London tomorrow, and I'm bringing my vapor flies back for the the little replacement offer that they have. If they're made in the last two years and anything goes wrong with them, they'll give you a brand new pair, which I think is a ridiculous offer. <laughs> never go, never go normal shoes after that with that everyone, offer. Everyone listening to this knows, but no one's in their <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they do wear out. Like this has to be said, like I could talk about, I could do two hours chatting here about sneakers. I also connect runners and, uh, 
like they do wear out. They wear out phenomenally fast, particularly the vapor flies. So I haven't had a pair of alpha flies in the truth, uh, be told. And I'm excited to maybe get a pair next time they release a new edition. That's that's another plug there for someone, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just before we go off that subject, no, like there was a person announced to me on the show a couple of weeks ago that he has 32 or 33 pairs of runners, Damien, is it? Can you beat that? Oh, Danny, easy. Oh, yeah. I, I can see the boxes right behind the back already. You have two, four, six, eight. Yeah. And, that, and honestly, a lot of them have never been worn. So a lot of them, like, I just couldn't have a lot of these shoes when I was a kid. You know, the Air Jordans were the thing in the 90s. And I just couldn't have them. Um, and with stand-up and that, like, it just kind of ha- it equates to a pair of shoes. You go off and do a gig somewhere else and you're like, well, I don't really want to do this, but... I guess I could buy those runners <laughs> if yeah. I do it. So you end up getting a pair for these moments. I always buy a pair for different moments. Like when I donated a kidney to my brother, I bought a pair for that. Uh, anniversaries, birthdays. And that, like, I don't really drink at all. So yeah, there's worse things you could spend your money on. There's a couple of pairs up there behind me that are now gone way up in price. I can't see myself selling them, but who knows? Down the road. Who knows how bad this cost of living crisis That's is? That's exactly it. Yeah. You're walking want, around in How much do you want to heat your house? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next question we go on. So, in terms of running, would you be back, middle, or front of pack? <laughs> at the moment, I'm injured. So, I am fully at the back. I went out and did a leg test today. And the pace was 6.20 per kilometer. So I was, I am fully at the back now and working my way up uh, to proper fitness. But the idea of being actually back out running today was, if anyone's been injured, my heart goes out to you because my head was melted for the last four weeks. And my wife said, if anybody wants you to get better, it's me. <laughs> she was absolutely couldn't take it anymore. But She's uh, yeah. kicking you out the door today. So. Yeah. so I'm delighted to be back out there. Back of the pack. That's me. Yes, that's run, run alone or with a, with a group. I've always run alone. It's so funny. And it's only that's how it all began. Obviously, I'm a lockdown runner and always alone. And then Sonia kind of gave me the kick in the arse and said, look, you need to get down to the club and a whole new world awaits. And she was so, so right. All my, all of my times went down immediately because you're naturally kind of competitive streak in you and the crack, that's it, yeah. right? All about the crack. Yeah, 100%. Do you prefer training in hot or cold weather? Hot all day, every day. Have you had anyone on that said cold? I mean, I do like wrapping up. Damien's putting his hand up. I do like wrapping up. But look, the, the uh, this country would make you envious of other climates. I remember watching movies as a kid and thinking, geez, they got a great day for it, didn't they? <laughs> you just yeah. find yourself so envious of what life must be like when it's sunny all the time. Like, I would love to live in California and just feel that just because, you know, they probably look at us and go, wouldn't it be great to be in Ireland and all green and wet all the time? <laughs> Don't do they? But I just definitely, I get very bluesy in the winter. So I need sun. And the second it gets sunny, I immediately get fitter just because I'm out the door. I agree with that. It is easier to run in the sun. It is though, to be fair to it. Right. Are you a morning runner or an evening runner? 
Hmm, that's a tough one because my whole running pattern has changed since moving back to Ireland. So I moved back to Ireland in July, kind of early August, and uh, I now commute between London and here. And when I was in London, I was always out the door, drop Mikey to school and then straight out for the run. So I guess if given the choice, I'm a morning guy. I do not know how people are running in the dark at the moment. It just seems like sensory deprivation. The whole point is to get out there and feel the wind and see the horizon. That that for me is just a beautiful part of the day, isn't it? Yeah, I do. I, I love, I love, I'm a morning runner. Brian is, Brian is, you know, at his age, you know, the old age, he just can't get up in the mornings anymore. <laughs> <laughs> just just to let you know there, Jared, I have a HR case pending with our podcast. No distant ages. More on that in the coming episodes. Uh, where are we now? Where sh- shorter distance or longer distances? I'm definitely a short distance guy. I think Sonia yeah. even said this to me on one of the episodes where I was like, I tanked in the Antrim Coast half marathon. She said, maybe you're a short distance guy. <laughs> I grew up playing basketball, so I definitely worked on sprinting. Mm. Right through to the age of 22 when I got an injury that stopped me playing basketball ever again and that you don't unlearn that do you if that's what you did as a kid was all power and speed that tends to be your happy place um but who knows i'm signed up for two marathons this year so we'll see we'll see we'll see (laughs) if i didn't run i would play basketball all day i mean i absolutely i assume the question is what activity would i do I just like at the moment trying to indoctrinate my son into the sport. There's very few games where you can go anywhere in the world and you've got like running does have this. You've got a community nearby that is will welcome you in and let you enjoy it with them. Basketball is the same way and it's therapeutic in the same way. I haven't had a problem that I haven't been able to figure out through throwing a ball in a hoop all my life makes me feel better settles me centers me and gives me everything that running does i just can't play it anymore <laughs> we're uh, we're nearly there i can't i can't run without mm. i can't run without <laughs> spending an hour getting ready to run <laughs> Get, getting that sometimes, hair ready is it getting yeah, your hair ready <laughs> sometimes the getting ready is longer than the run <laughs> around the house trying to get my bits and bobs together and check this charge that oh is there anything worse than getting to the door and realizing the watch is on five percent like it like what would be the point of running if you didn't track it <laughs> it doesn't come <laughs> that's me that's me definitely tea or coffee Oh, my coffee, man. Black, black, black coffee all day, all day. And way too much, way too much uh, black coffee. I have to really scale it back. Gone green tea in the last little while. But Jesus, what are you doing if you're not drinking coffee like and you're a runner? (laughs) And last one, I think you might have touched on this already, but beer or wine? Oh, listen, man. I just don't get it anymore. I used to love all of it. Just mm-hmm. don't get it. It is just doesn't do it for me anymore. And I'm yeah. delighted in some levels to say that because I think every Irish person's family has a history of alcoholism in it somewhere, right? You scratch the surface at all and you'll find it. 
And I'm so glad that I can break that chain in some way and that my son has never seen me drunk. I'm really proud of that. (laughs) No, you did say at the start that you talk a lot, but I think that's been the longest. That's a record. Uh, <laughs> no, we don't do one word answers. For the quick fire. So we start off with so right. So obviously, look, we, we we've touched on some of this, right? And you just said like, so if you want to just give us a little bit of background of how you got into running and you know your kind of where the interest in it came from. But a bit of basketball, as you said, that's what your obviously main love is. Yeah, but you know what? Um, now that I, you know, when you go back and you go, well, uh, why did, why was it even? Because it's sometimes for people, it's just not something they'll consider. They're like running, and I did used to spend a lot of my time on the roads, driving around England and Ireland, and I'd see lads out running, and I go, what went wrong in that relationship? <laughs> Why would you be doing that to yourself? Um, but then I remember that when I was in secondary school, I was on the cross country team uh, at different points. I ran uh, at different. I think I went to Leinster's at one point for some reason. And really, mainly, I think the event that I was taking part in was the day off school. And uh, I think I did the high jump. I ran uh, 5,000 meters, 3,000 meters and whatever else you're having. I even did the steeplechase. But it was all about getting a day off school. I know in no way was I taking it seriously at all. If anything, we were just down there to have a laugh. Uh, basketball was it. Like it really was like North Mon there in Cork, that kind mm. of level of devotion to it as a religion in our school. And I was hooked when the dream team came along. It was like the Beatles converting you to rock and roll. It was like, why would you be playing anything else? This is the coolest, sexiest funnest game that's out there and it was the opposite of everything that Gaelic football was you know you were a fancy Dan if you were playing Gaelic football and you put it on the floor at all or try to do a flick or anything and I just hated that I was like why can't we you know do tricks <laughs> show, was, show off it yeah it? yeah show off it was like why can't we have a bit of tomfoolery and basketball was all uh, sleight of hand you know made you look that way went the other way and I just adored that and um it just was was all I wanted to do. Um, in short, I had to leave it because of an injury and became a stand-up comic. And like comics are not known for being super healthy, or at least they certainly weren't when I started. And every comic I knew had a belly and the rare exception, maybe Des Bishop was, you know, the fittest comedian in Ireland at that time. And uh, I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do anything. Literally just one gig to the next, pints, fast food, such an unhealthy lifestyle. And remarkably, Brian and Damien, it's a ridiculously stressful lifestyle. Like if there's anyone who needs running, it's comedians because the the pressure to perform night in, night out in all sorts of environments, like places where you wouldn't send your worst enemy in there. There was a very confrontational kind of, uh, what would you call it, gladiatorial feel to a lot of the gigs around that time. Less so today. And I look back and I go, Jesus, if I was running, I would have just been much happier but it was very kind of high low experience doing stand-up mm. around that time and you know podcasts weren't really a thing either I think Ricky Gervais was the first podcast I ever listened to um but 
I always wanted a talk show, right? I always wanted my own talk show. I just, just all, all my life. I just love chatting to people and interviews. And I moved to England, no clue what I was doing over there. No, no one to guide me, but I knew loads of people in my phone book on my phone had done it and done well. So I started going through them and ringing them and asked them, would they give it, give me an hour of their time to chat through how they did it? And one of those people was Sonia O'Sullivan. Uh, I didn't know her, but I think I, I, I can't remember who I got the number from. Do you know what? I think I may have even emailed info at Sonia <laughs> What's that email? What's that email address there? Sorry, <laughs> I think it's very easy to contact her because there we go. It was happening. An interview with her. I drove out to Malahide Castle. She was staying there with Sophie at the time. We gave her an Irishman Abroad t-shirt. We sat down and we chatted through. And it's still one of my favorite episodes of the whole series. Hundreds and hundreds of episodes. But we really got into the stuff that was so much of all of our upbringings with that woman in our front living rooms as a kind of ambassador for toughness, for resilience for soul like like we forget that what she did as an Irish female sports person on that stage at that time and inspiring so many people boys and girls was she was the archetype before Roy Keane and before any of the stars that we know uh, in the modern era, she, she was it. I mean, and I see that every time you hang out with her and the response our show gets now. And that episode blew up like, and I think she knows it too. We got an insane response to it. Hundreds of thousands of downloads for it. And the show had been doing really well. But I think when you have an hour long conversation with somebody like that, uh, when do we talk properly? Like We really don't ever really listen to each other. And nowadays we WhatsApp each other. And, you know, they used to say, if you want to get two Irish people to open up, you put down four pints between them. Now you put down two microphones and you tell them it's going on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Podcasts are the new pints was the phrase I coined. And we stayed friends. Sonia and I stayed in touch. COVID came along and I messaged her about the etiquette of runners on the roads. We had such a laugh about you know, what way should people be with runners who are hot and sweaty, flying by them? Is there any risk of catching this thing off them? We had a good laugh about it. And I knew that my hot yoga practice was going down the tubes at the time. I was getting more and more unhealthy. And I remember messaging her in Mayo when I was home on my holidays and saying, my 40th birthday on the horizon, are you up for this? Do you think you could train me without turning my knees to chalk? And she was just like, 1000%. We launched the first episode on my 40th birthday and the rest is history. And the rest, yeah. But like, it's, I'd say the chat, the chat with her is fascinating as well because like you obviously didn't have a running background when you were having mm. this chat. So you weren't mm. obviously talking to her on the running aspect of it. So I'd say like, you know, you get to know a lot about Sonia on a personal side. Yeah. More than the running side as well though, which is, you know, yeah. for, which is fascinating for a lot of people because that's to say that, you know, Sonia would be private enough Mm -hmm. So it's unusual for that to, for her to have that but that much information. Yeah, I certainly wasn't asking her about splits. I wasn't asking yeah. her about <laughs> yeah. drills or training sessions and times that she would have run. Like, and look, let's be honest. When Sonia showed emotion during her career, no more than when um, Andy Murray cried in Wimbledon. You know, that's when people connect. 
with people mm. that's that that human aspect was nobody was going no one was writing down <laughs> telling their friends the numbers of her lap times it was the person and the thing with Sonia I always felt when I said this in that first interview was the drama was on her face you know the story was being told in her physicality and that that was what people connected to and you know getting the chance to be coached by her is a real privilege like there is no doubt about it like would I be still running two and a half years on from this if I'd gone with another athlete very much doubt it I very much doubt it but we're good friends now and have great crack each and every week and she and I haven't missed a week in that two years yeah, Christmas, birthdays, anniversary yeah. doesn't matter we'll always make time for it and it's always always delivered good fun and she even got it me does, to run a sub 25k which I never thought possible it does make it very um, uh, way better sorry should I say like you know myself and Brian are both coached by the same athlete Aoife Cook who would be friendly with Sonia as yeah. well and she's, she's been, been on the, in the show yeah and like you know so we're both coached by our way we've, I'd be you know, we've very good friends with her, and it just it does make that big difference when you're when you're seeing this person. Like for us, we're seeing even the European Championships this year, and you're going, "Jeez, that's my coach!" Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. And like you can look back, and, thing, yeah, yeah, and it just makes a massive difference. As you said, like you know, you can have any coach in the world, but when you when you see that person performing and you know at the highest stage, it just makes it even makes you want to get out that door a bit more for that person. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And Jared, I suppose, look, you've said a few things already, but like from your days of school where, you know, you were saying about running in school to where you are now, what has been the big changes? Now, obviously, Sonia would be a massive change in your running career, I suppose, but yeah, look, just man, in general. Yeah. My, my whole wor world view of running as a, a thing is constantly changing. Like, I'm still only a baby. I was, Jerry Seinfeld used to say that comedians are as old in stand-up years as they are in how long they've been doing it. So if you're doing stand-up for two years, you're just a toddler. And I really think that in terms of running. I'm two years in, I'm a baby. I do not, I barely know how to talk yet. And I'm only just figuring out how my legs work. Uh, so each and every month, I feel a new revelation come about. And some of that is the joy of the podcast because she speaks the language so fluently like to her and she often says it's like this is all obvious to her <laughs> and I'm asking her questions like about things that she just she's never thought about but now has to explain um, and that that is the change for me is learning from her now Vinnie Mulvey is on the show who ran for Ireland of course and is now one of the top physical therapists in the country and mm. you know he is nursing me back from this injury and that's the new journey that we're on the return of the jar trying to figure out what was wrong <laughs> and that is half the thing with injuries I mean we've done two injury episodes recently where people are so afraid of it and then when they get it they're like well how do I puzzle out this by myself I can't you do feel very alone there's a mm. whole other kind of darker side to running that way that uh, I feel definitely as a newcomer I can kind of make people feel less alone on and now the journey back is the proof that it can be done you look and Damien uh, Brian I don't really know how to answer that question in that my view of running and 
my outlook on this whole thing. Like, it's just something I never, ever, ever saw myself doing. Just the idea that covering the distances I've covered, even though it's early doors, like, I shake my head. And it is a confidence builder in that way. Yeah, and I also think it's, you know, you said there was about the injuries and the one thing I would always, and it's something I try to do sometimes, is I think with sometimes when, you know, running is what I call as a class as an individual team sport. So you're running for yourself, but, you know, you have your team around you, your friends and your family and everything like that. But I think sometimes when you're injured, you can you can kind of isolate yourself away from that then. So I think it's important for people to check in with that person who's injured every once in a while, because it's very easy to fall out of running Definitely. once you're injured. Definitely. And honestly, the community of the Irishman Running Abroad podcast has been crazy supportive. And it's only now that I'm coming to fully appreciate that. We obviously put a squad together for the Antrim Coast Half Marathon where Sonia handpicked listeners that submitted applications to be coached by her the way I was. Now, we had a gang of about 30 athletes that she devised their training plans for them and prepped them for this um, Antrim Coast Half Marathon and they've stayed in touch and there's like a WhatsApp group of them that I keep an eye on. Uh, there's a team manager for that team, Andy Tracy, shout out to Andy Tracy. And uh, every every day I get messages from people going, hang in there and this can be done, this will be done. And, you know, that, as you say, reminds you of how I had it all wrong when I saw the guy out in the street and thought what's happened in his relationship that he would reduce himself to this. He's not on his own. He's he's running that run on his own, but this is a team sport and yeah. that's why he's doing it is so that he can get together with other like-minded people. So how, Jared, how do you, obviously, right? So you have a family, wife and yeah. a child. You are a stand-up comedian. You mm -hmm. travel between, you know, Dublin, London and everywhere else. You yeah. obviously... Right now, you're not running, but, you know, take it in a few weeks' time, you'll be back running. Where do you find the time to fit? And sorry, if you both, what is it, 900 to 10,000 podcasts? Shows Am I allowed curse on this? <laughs> Am I allowed curse? Of course you can. <laughs> I have no fucking idea, is the answer. And I do think that is one of the constant struggles that so many people have, isn't it? Where do you find the time? And... You know, Sonia's been incredible help that way. Trevor Cummins has been a huge help that way uh, in kind of getting you over that obstacle of thinking I don't have any time. Like you say, my life is so busy at the moment with all of the podcasts. Like we have Sonia, a running podcast on a Monday. We've Irishman in America on the Thursday, the big interview on the Sunday. And then we have a parenting podcast with my wife called Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid that comes out on uh, a Monday morning at drop-off time. Uh, that on top of writing a brand new show, of a brand new stand-up show that's going to be filmed in Dublin on January 6th. I'd love if people came to that. A little plug there. Get that in, yeah. Then you've got, to be, you've got to be there for your kid who's trying to move to a new country with an English accent and try and figure out his stuff and make time for your family and friends. I mean, that's just me. Like, I don't have the busiest life ever, but I do know that I only have time for 20 minutes TV at the end of the day. I have no idea how I fit it in, but in so many ways, uh, we waste a lot of time. 
Wouldn't you agree, lads? 100%. How much time, like when your phone blinks up to you that you've spent this amount of time on your screen each week, I always equate that to running. I'm always like, ah, now, and which app drained that time? Like how many TikTok videos did I skim through that got me nothing? <laughs> got me nothing. Yeah. And there is time there, but Sonia's advice on that stuff of planning is the answer, like really planning and also having a fallback plan for the original plan isn't isn't the worst way. She also got me into the headspace of if you don't get it done, it's not the end of the world, because certainly the injury that I have right now uh, is because I was so busy. And this is a warning to anybody listening. I was so busy that when I went to the track for that session that did me in, I thought to myself, I've got to make this count. And that's not the attitude. No, absolutely absolutely no. not the attitude at all. Yeah. No, I, I, I do think like, and Brian be the same, you know, you know, we obviously all have full-time jobs and, you know, with the family and everything like that. But again, it comes back to, I think we've, we've said this umpteen times ourselves. I think a lot of times when you have your coach, it's accountability and you make yourself find the time for that as well. So like for me, I would go for running at six o'clock in the morning. I'd meet one of the lads and that make sure I get up. If I'm not meeting, I'm not really going on my own at six o'clock in the morning, but mm. if I'm meeting him, I will. So you was trying to, as you said, plan these things out. But, you know, you know, I think the accountability is a massive part of pushing big, big, that big. door. Yeah, big, big. Just in terms of um, your running then, and like, you know, your guidance from Sonia, do you have a favorite type of session that you like most or...? <laughs> Is it just run? Uh, <laughs> no, in a, in a word, no. Uh, I I think I love a session with people, with other people. And in that way, like, I love speed session. Like, like I said at the start, I'm just mad into speed. I love really draining the tank. And that is, again, how I got injured was... Uh, uh, when you played basketball, and I'm banging on about basketball, but the drills we used to do were with put the balls to one side, lads, sprint as hard as you can down the there old, and back. The old suicide, okay? Yeah, the old suicide. Uh, I'm going to count to 10 and you're going to do it again. And then we're going to just keep doing that. And you have to find it over and over again. And like, it just becomes so much crack. It really does just become, and it just gets into you a little bit. Um, and I, I guess I'd probably forgotten about all that. You know, I've forgotten it all. As I, when you get injured from a sport that you love, it's like breaking up with somebody mm. that you're mad about. You can't see them for a bit. Like you gotta just go somewhere else. I remember not being able to watch the NBA and I, I completely, uh, you're dead to me, <laughs> kind of thing. So came, the sprinting and track stuff only really woke, re reawoke that part of me and bloody love it, love it. Yeah, it, it is, there is something like, you know, getting that sick in the corner type feel, you know. It's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, Brian, did you ever experience that? 
No, but I do remember back in the GA days seeing many guys on a January night back back after not training for a while getting sick already in the sessions. All right, yeah. That's yeah. bad fueling though, isn't it? <laughs> do you have any kind of like obviously you mentioned though you're you've two marathon plans for mm. next year yeah um what are they are, mm. are they secret plans or oh no 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 i'm very open about london in april is the first one and really that's about getting around I'm doing that for a charity called Menfis, who are based in Leicester and Martin O'Neill is heavily involved with and uh, they're just do amazing work with special needs kids. Uh, my wife was a special needs teacher and uh, worked with severe and profound children and worked as a child development um, specialist at Michael's House and places like that. So I've always had a connection to that side of things. Um, the run itself is is more about raising money. And I think I've watched now enough people make enough mistakes around their first one that for me, I do think the thing I've learned from watching people do their first one is forget time. Mm-hmm. Forget it. Yeah. And just get around. Prove to yourself that you can complete that distance. That's my goal. And in that way, it's going to be a bit of crack. Like, I'm actually yeah. really kind of excited. Like, Sanya was even saying the other day, like, it's run 10, take a break, run 10, take a break. Well, what's the harm in that? I mean, nobody yeah, gives actually, a shit what time you run. That's the other thing. That's, <laughs> how, I did my, that's how I did my first marathon, actually. was a, If you look up a guy called Jeff Galloway, he does these, this technique called run, walk, run, which is yeah. exactly what you just described, you know. And... Um, Funny enough, I, a question that spun out of that for me there is um, when you're running or when you attend races or whatever, maybe, do you pick up anything for your stand up from these races? Because I like when you referenced the London Marathon there, I mentioned this once or twice on the show that when I did a London Marathon, um, I came across two guys dressed as pantomime horse uh, and they took a stop at one of the... Um, the Portaloos and one guy was in and the other guy was out so it's just <laughs> these things that you see you know so oh man I wish I'd you witnessed that <laughs> uh, yeah look I, I, there's a big chunk about right uh, running in my new stand-up show uh, and actually getting stuff that's universally appreciable you know you got to be able to appreciate it uh, even if you're not a runner that's the challenge of stand-up mm. you can write about things that are very specific <clears throat> But you have to make it so that the non-runner can enjoy it too. Yeah. And like that, that I find is the challenge at the moment because I'm in up to my neck in it. That how do you, how do you find that funny stuff there? Uh, and the answer is just keeping it simple. I went to mile 26 of the Dublin City Marathon, and this is in the show, uh, in a much funnier form than I'm going to tell you right now. Mile 26 of any marathon is where humanity floods onto the street, like. This is the end for these people. Like there's yeah, Br- Brian like, was there. Brian, Brian, Brian was there. Yeah, and it is, uh, it is just the best spectator sport experience I've ever had in my life. Every other sporting event I've gone to where I've shouted at the people doing it, they've wanted me to go away. Mm. Whereas the runners were begging us to cheer them on. And yeah. it felt like you were having an impact. I don't know, Brian, if you are. 
But when you're on the sideline going, you can do this. Uh, uh, I have a good one for Jared on that. I got a message from one of the, the lads, um, Rory Egan, who um, I just his exact words was, we tell Jared that Rory, that I missed his I missed my wife who had been waiting for an hour and a half because he saw you and he got so excited that he ran way past his wife and he's actually still making up for that right now. And that's exactly what he said. He said he got so excited when he saw you in front of him, he passed his wife and went straight to you. <laughs> That's amazing, but I will tell you, lads, I made a show myself. He needs to tell his wife that exactly what I was doing. Like, I was so in it on the sideline that I got so many messages from people going, uh, well, like they were just going, I, it was the weirdest experience of my life that I was <laughs> finished in this race. And there's your head. <laughs> Yeah. pumping the fist screaming at me to keep going and I don't know if I would tell me to fuck off in that situation but plenty of them didn't want that <laughs> so shout out to that guy whoever he is I'm sorry yeah. <laughs> sorry for that but I had completely okay. lost it by then no he was he was he was delayed to see it his wife wasn't so happy that she, she got yeah. <laughs> you have to explain oh, very good. Yeah. Um, so we got a few questions yeah, there as well didn't we yeah we yeah. got a few listener questions in when they heard you're yeah. coming on, so we'll fire some of them at you as well. Uh, what is on your five running list of runs you'd like to do or places you'd like to run? Oh, man, probably a lot of America. Like, let's be honest, there's something about Forrest Gump that really makes you go, Jesus, can you imagine running that there? Uh, like, I love America probably because of my infatuation with basketball, but I would definitely love to get to new york get to chicago get to la uh, go out to portland visit nike hq run the uh, the nike woods or the tiger woods as i call them uh, where sonia does a lot of her runs around there um and if, like if a side sorry Charlie, if you wanted that trip can you let myself and brian know so yeah. that we, we, we'd meet you over there that <laughs> yeah i mean wouldn't that be the dream like wouldn't that be insane like yeah. just there's something about America as well that you always know that you get the food, like the most amazing food. Like people underestimate exactly how amazing the food is over there for whatever you're into. Like you can get the grease ball plate of mush, but like in terms of healthy food, in like it's just heaven over there. <laughs> you find anything. So that those will be my top five. They'd all be in America. Okay. Um, so what's your favorite thing about running and your least favorite thing about running? <laughs> what a great question. I think my favorite thing would have to be the community, right? Uh, I think that I, I, if you if you're picking something else, <laughs> you, you, you're missing the point, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, it is about together. It is about that. And this thing got me through lockdown. This thing got me out of lockdown and has introduced me to like lads it has to be said like strava is the least cynical social media platform in the world today like yeah. there's no one being snarky on there there's no, no cynics on strava that's so rare nobody talks about this no, the only no thing I, the, the only thing i'll give out about strava is the people who 
push, who go for a cycle and put it down as a, as a run and take all our course records. <laughs> I'm not happy with that. Let's change. Well, that's a glitch, right? <laughs> I actually know a guy in Strava. I must bring that up. If that's happening, how the hell? I got, that'll... I tell you now, I, I had a fella the other day who took one of my course records around Glenmire, around here, and he was on a bike for no. 48 hours. He obviously had his watch. He never saved it for left it play, left no. it on for ages. Driving wow. the car the whole lot. Oh so my god! I, I did re, I did report it, so it's all right. <laughs> well, well, yeah, no, that I don't know if that'll make my worst thing, but uh, I think the worst thing about it is injury, right? That like having lived through it the last four weeks, a kind of mystery phantom injury that I just couldn't figure out what the hell was this. It wasn't that I didn't know how I got injured. It was that. I didn't know what was injured and why it seemed to be that like I couldn't put weight on my right leg. It was like a shock absorber was gone inside my pelvis. Mm. And in a way, that is kind of what it turned out to be. It's the SI joint in there. And every to every negative, there is a positive. And the joy that this thing gives you when it's taken away, it's pretty bleak. It is yeah. pretty bleak. Um, if you're out there now listening to this injured, uh, my heart goes out to you and uh, I hope to God you get to the end of that tunnel. Um, I kind of feel like it's glib to say you will get there because there's plenty of people that don't. Mm-hmm. But it definitely makes you appreciate it when you get it back. Like I went for a 2K jog today and I may as well have been it may as well have London, been London marathon. marathon. Yeah, may as well. Yeah. <laughs> Felt that good. I, I I just said well thanks to Karen Bevan for that great question there. Should be the super question. <laughs> uh, yeah, another one. So you mentioned Sonia a few times, obviously, and that she has given you advice. But what was what's the best piece of advice Sonia's given you? <sighs> oh, Not that sure. is that is a tough one, right? Um, let me think. Just give me a second. You can chop. You can chop this pause out. <laughs> um, you know, uh, probably the best thing that she said to me, because she is such a good read on people, especially when she's coaching them. She cottoned on fairly lively that I overthink. They overthink in a big way. And I'm probably not the only one listening to this right now who knows that's a flaw in them. Their head gets in the way of stuff. Um, her chat to me about being present in the mile that you're in and you know you can only really run the mile that you're in and another woman Helen Carr said said that to me as well that's a piece of advice lads that everyone can use and it's so head forehead slappingly obvious but so effective that I think that's the one that, that that I'd have to say is the best one that I've got from her. And also it's the one that if you say it to anyone who's a runner, they immediately go, yeah, I always forget that. You're always thinking about the next one or the yeah. last. This is the one you're in. I like that. The best the best advice usually is the most simple, though, isn't it? It really is. It really is. Um, so I have one here and like, you know, I, this is just putting you on the spot, obviously. Uh, so I, I've been asked by the Eagle AC um, race management team there, will you come to the Cheetah Run there on the 18th of May? <laughs> <laughs> Let me check the diary here. I'll put the diary up right now and tell you where I, I am I on the 18th. 
I think I should jump in there as well because there's another <laughs> even better race in May in my direction. Uh, the Green 5K is the fastest 5K in Cork, possibly. Or Every, everyone says their 5K is the fastest. <laughs> I reckon. The 18th of May is a Thursday. Is that correct? Yeah, correct. Why would you put it on on a Thursday? Thursday night in Photo Wildlife Park. Okay. It's okay. The yeah, only, I mean. It's the only park, in the, the only run in the whole of the, I'd actually think nearly in the, definitely Europe, if not the world, where it actually is run entirely in a wildlife park. Okay. Right. Count me in. I'll drive down for the Thursday night. There you go. Uh, they always have very nice medals and they always have very nice t-shirts and I'm they, a sucker for that kind of stuff and I, I, I'll make sure that Karen Rory look after you because they're a race director so they, I'll make oh, sure they look good. after you yeah. I'm just all in <laughs> I'm all in we'll do it as a as a club meet up as well we get a load That's of it, exactly. for them too yeah exactly I think you'll have to my one is on the 7th so you'll have to move to Cork for <laughs> that's a yeah, sensible so, yeah. one you see a Sunday a Sunday yeah Sunday there you go yeah exactly. yeah there we go right Okay, that's in no, too. No pressure. <laughs> uh, no, but look, yeah, um, we we were proud of our races. I think with Evan Damon, so we we push him. All right, yeah. Fantastic. We'll be on again. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. It's in the diary now. <laughs> so, uh, one more from a guests uh, or from uh, our listeners. So, the favorite guest you would on your podcast, one running related and one non-running related. And you can't mention Sonia, as we know she'd be up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's a co-host <laughs> now. She's not a guest now. Um, yeah. yeah, look, the running ones always stand out, especially in hindsight. Like Kieran O'Linard was a, a one that people even forget that I did. I actually did two episodes with Kieran, and his story's pretty extraordinary. Mm. And what he went through as a kid, I. I loved that chat. Ronnie Delaney. I mean, lads, you talk about legends. And also just such a nice man. Like just, you, you know, that gets derided as a thing that like, oh, he's so nice, you know, and I hate when people say he's a bit nice, isn't he? It's like, yeah, what's wrong with that? <laughs> this man is an athletics legend and couldn't give you more of his time. Literally would give you the shirt off his back if he could. And that that episode really, really impacted upon me and just stayed with me from the perspective of who he Like my grandfather was the captain of the Olympic team. I have to shout that out. My grandfather was the captain of the Irish Olympic team and shot for Ireland. And I knew from him what it meant to go to the Olympics, to take home gold and to have kind of the first Irish celebrity as a result. Uh, and him explain to you how it came about and how his childhood running up hills to get to school just produced this economy in his body that meant running on a track felt so easy to him. It just was phenomenal. I think it's one of my favorite episodes out of hundreds and hundreds of Irishmen abroad. The one guest that I really want to get, though, is Ronnie O'Sullivan. I think yeah. Ronnie is just, he is just some dude. Yeah. And his obsession with running is just the icing on the mm. cake. You've heard the stories of him playing snooker matches and thinking about the race that he has the next day yeah. and throwing the match 
so that he can be there for the race the next day <laughs> rather than playing the tournament. I mean, I'd love that. Um, I, I know I we're, 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 we're a long, 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 long way off age like that, but it, it, it was amazing to actually say that because only a couple of days ago he came into my head that he's someone that I would, you know, you would love to sit down and actually have a chat with about running because oh, I'd yeah. say... He's a hard man to get. I've chased oh, guests for eight years, lads. Uh, like half the work with Irishman abroad is chasing guests. And I've had a nice little breather from it the last couple of months because I was just totally burned out from it. Mm. Nine years of chasing guests will do that to you. Yeah. So we're gearing up for a big 10 year push of some big, big guests uh, to come. Um, Ronnie has got to be one of them, but I've got Ken Doherty and all sorts of people putting in a good word for me. And hopefully, hopefully that that comes about. Isn't he part of the Irish Moiler Club as well? There might be another way that you could go about it. Oh, listen, I'll, I'll try everything. I'll call <laughs> try everything. His house. <laughs> I don't know if you follow him on Strava, but I often, I do, and uh, I often see, you know, he's in a certain area this week or whatever, and he, he literally put out a call to people, you know, really? I'm, run, I'm running in certain places. Great, Brian. Or, you know, yeah, so, you know, and, and, and it seems to be ordinary Joe Soaps join up with him, and he's kind of happy that some, he fell in with somebody so seems to be a down to work type of guy in that sense, you know. Brilliant. Just, okay. Talks openly on his Strava page. So. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm friend on it right now. Putting friend it in request gone in. <laughs> He's got a friend request. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, lads. Really good to talk to you. I'm good. sorry that I have yeah. to buzz off now, but oh, I hope you're off what you need. Yeah, we appreciate yeah. it, and thanks you for joining us, and we really appreciate it. Oh, and listen. best of luck with the with, with the recovery. Oh, listen, I'm, I'm on track. And I, if I could give one recommendation to people, if they're really stuck with their injury, VinnieMulveyFitness.com. This dude is like a magician. Like, you've no idea the pain I was in. And I get off his table and I suddenly feel myself coming back to life. It was like a... It was just something else. He's on the last couple of episodes of the show and he's going to come with us on the journey to Dublin City Marathon, which is the other marathon I'll be doing in 2023. Uh, so you'll kind of have him in your ear on your runs as well as Sonia. Uh, so do check him out. And uh, please do. Uh, we've got our own. Sonia didn't have her own feed for Irishman running abroad for a long time. That She was just in our Irishman feed. Now she has her own one. So if you want to hear the show, that's the place Brilliant. to go. Brilliant. And we'll see you in Cork and May. See you then, lads. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Take right. it easy, Cheers. fellas. Cheers. Cheers. Legends. Cheers. Thanks a minute again to Jarlett for joining us. It was a very, uh, you know, informative interview. I think it's, it gave so much to the aspects, all aspects of running, really. Um, and I, I just found it an easy listening to him. Um, and, you know, he represented a lot of us, I think, in the world of running and what it's done for him as well. Um, so, again, thanks a minute to Jarlett. Thanks for giving up his time. He's an extremely busy guy. Uh, so it's much appreciated um, and look that's it as we said next week we have Jerry Ford will be our uh, guest next week and again hugely popular man in the in the athletic scene um, and I know we've had a lot of people actually mention Jerry's name to us to get him interviewed and it was always the plan um, but now it's working out for us that we'll have Jerry uh, on next week and we're really looking forward to that one as well yeah, it should be great fun. I'm looking forward to that. Um, if you have any questions, look, I think it's to be thrown out there. I think we're, it's going to be Wednesday night where we're going to be interviewing him. So, look, this will be going out on Monday morning. So, you know, you have Monday or Tuesday and up to, we say, about six o'clock on Wednesday. If you have any questions, fire them through to us. We'll throw it up on our social media posts anyway as well. So, but get them in there because I think this should actually be a really good one. 
that's it so it's a wrap for another week yeah brian thank you very much well done and uh, thanks again to everybody for listening in and again please make sure to share and join in the commentary on our pages as well we'd really encourage that one as well so um please keep in touch and help to spread the word see you all thanks. next week thanks all right the runner's diary podcast with brian and damien news results and interviews from the cork running scene and beyond <laughs>